Help me, Oscar. Hey, quit fooling around. Come on. Oscar, wake up. This isn't funny anymore. Oscar, wake up! Oscar! Oscar! Help me. Oscar, please help me. I, I need you. Please, Oscar, help me. Call me an idiot like you always do. Just say something, damn it. Please. Wake up! So fucked up. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where I'm so fucked up. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And this week, we watch Hideki Anno's Love Letter to the Fans, The End of Evangelion. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad... What are we under the influence of? All right. On this podcast, and sometimes when I choose my wines, I try to pick out a wine that probably, you know, makes sense for a particular podcast. Yeah. Fits the mood. Yeah. And this one is called Boggle. And there's no doubt that this movie boggles the mind. Dad humor is strong in this uh, this beginning of the episode with a lot of uh, father and son bonding. Uh, I think that's I think that's the right choice to make that joke. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be the little wine looking for a pardon pour. Yep, we're going to uh, start it off with a nice pour. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if it's picking up. I'm sure it is. These mics uh, hear my thoughts. We have a brand new setup. If anyone's listening and wondering why we uh, sound so different from week to week, we've. We finally upgraded. Yes, Santa was nice. <laughs> yeah, Santa was very nice. Uh, aside from, you know, Santa's good deeds this season, Dad, what would you like to tell us about this movie? I know you've done plenty of research. Well, I'm sure I'm not going to get too deep into this one because I'm sure people could probably <laughs> school me on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as like Rotten Tomatoes, it only had eight reviews. Seems like mainstream critics... They weren't ready for it. No, they're not. Uh, they're not watching this one. But uh, obviously, there's a a huge fan base that is, because it only had eight reviews. It had eighty five percent rating. It's oh, I'm good. sorry, it had an eighty eight percent rating. Even better. Yes, and uh, quite a few audience reviews, and it had an eighty five percent audience review for thousand uh, seven hundred eighty three reviews. Damn. People are feeling pretty strongly about uh, the end of Evangelion. Especially people who uh, have no previous uh, knowledge about the series. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I found it interesting that 
there was a lot of anger a about lot of this. Anger. Yeah, you know, because of the original series, the way that it ended, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess uh, Anno actually received death threats. Yeah, it was featured in the movie. They do little clip cuts of the letters themselves, right as uh, Ray gets her her fucking. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, I understand that um, Adekiano was struggling with depression. Mm-hmm. And, there was uh, several severe bouts. Yeah, I think you can uh, you can see that in this movie. Really, <laughs> you think this movie is gonna explain uh, that little tidbit of information? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could probably extrapolate uh, a lot from the Evangelion uh, universe, but, you know, we're not trying to dive too deep into the lore. What we're really trying to do is is get the, the pulse, pulse of the people, and I want to know what yeah, they're thinking. Yeah, I can't movie. wait for this one. Yeah. Well, I have, a, I have a couple of ringers here. Uh, this is Letterboxd Worst Reviews. We have a half star on uh, June 2020 by Sex City. Imagine being a weeb. Little bitch fuckers. <laughs> That's just a strong start. I mean, that was like maybe the first review that I saw, and I just was like, wow, yeah, they came at this place hard. I don't think they're going to get any better. No. I mean, technically, the, the reviews, I, I have a lot more three stars than anything, but we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, I have another half star by Nutcracker456 on February 2019. No. Just no. Literal pedophilia. And this is actually breaking our streak of non-pedophilic content on this podcast. We had started it early on, and I remember you were pretty adamant about uh, not wanting to get yourself involved. And I fucking involved you. Is <laughs> the problem? What are they referring to? The fact that um, Shinji is fourteen, and uh, well, the whole Gendo putting his hand in Ray is is considered a quasi rape scene to some. That's how some people talk about it. Um, why is it also, that every time song. somebody sticks their hand through the chest of a anime character, it is somehow equated to some kind of rape scene? It was the same thing. It was the same thing in Perfect Blue. No, 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 it was no, Ninja no. Scroll. No, Paprika. Yeah, Paprika. Uh, what was the other one? Cowboy Bebop, and then we just saw it again. Okay, we're we're, we're, we're oh yeah, Fist of the North Star. Yes. All right. Enough hand content. <laughs> Uh, well, technically, this show is all about hands. Uh, one star from Nesdi on October 2020, plus five stars for the Pen Pen cameo, and negative four stars for the hospital scene. This, I believe, is a fair uh, rating. I guess it equates to essentially one star, but you think you could have a penguin as a pet? I know you have trouble with dogs, but you think a penguin would be okay with you? Yeah, what is with the penguin? That's Masato's like, pet. It's oh, like a warm. I meant to ask you about that. I yeah. kept seeing that stupid penguin in the background. He he has a, a pretty serious role in the television series. He's Does one they? of the pilots. It's crazy. What? No, I'm fucking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another star on DJ '90s Hentai. Sick. Um, on June 2020, I love to come. Oh man. And I, I mean. DJ 90s, I love to come too. So much so that this is a post-nut podcast. I'm coming in clear-minded, unaffected by alcohol. I've been sober for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Two stars, or two and a half stars by Reniculus on August 2020. I'm 69% convinced someone slipped something in my drink. I can sum up this movie in three words. Hospital, Fanta, or Fanta, and what? There's actually an online challenge. It's the Evangelion Roofie Challenge, 
where you you pop yourself a, a Mickey and you try to make it to third impact before you hit the floor. Yeah, I I sort of had the same feeling. Yeah. After I watched this, now Fanta isn't that a soda? Yeah, that's that's either either Tang or uh, Fanta is usually what is attributed to the LCL, but it has uh, that weird orange look to it. It's oh, I get it. It's selling okay. soft drinks, as you use you uh, will see in my uh, three lies and a truth. Uh, continuing with the the star reviews, it's two and a half stars by Kevin Stryker on July twenty twenty. The quintessential movie for anime fans transitioning into pretentious film nerds. Hi, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, another two and a half uh, by Cherry Flavored on December 2019. Shinji is an incel. Shinji is an incel. Shinji is an incel. Wait a minute, what is he? He is an incel. This movie made me realize why Shinji hates himself so much, because by the end of it, I hated him too. Cherry Flavored, that was perfect that very much explains the whole ethos of yeah, this movie really had to drive it home on that one yeah involuntary celibacy is half the battle which goes right into our next review which is another two and a half by illy on july 2019 why was this movie so horny there's no need i don't know if you watch the show if you don't think this uh horniness was needed or was coming because something was definitely going to come and it was either one of the <laughs> Oh I mean, God. they. I mean, they got it out of the way in the first scene. I mean, after that, there's nothing uh, too provocative. Yeah, it's other uh, than the hand through the chest, which I guess is. Well, quasi- Misato, Misato kisses him. Oh, okay, and I did just yeah. choke there. That was and that uh, was probably pedophilia right there, right? Yeah, Fourteen. Definitely. She's like twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for choking there. Um, you just tried to strangle me. Uh, three stars <laughs> by Amok Zero on December twenty twenty. Shinji really was the biggest bitch in the history of creation. I don't really know what the the Rushmore of biggest bitches in history, but... I think we're going to debate that. Yeah, it feels like it's going to have to come up at least once or twice. Uh, Three stars by Johnny Cooper on December 2020. I was smoked out when watching this and that didn't help. I don't think there is any combination of drugs, sobriety, or, uh, you know, the hazy middle that is really going to give you much of an understanding of this I movie. think if I was smoked out, it might have helped me. I, I I tried. I did my best. I smoked and ate an edible that day, and <laughs> trust me, I still, I knew everything. I figured it out. Uh, three stars by Nerum, oh, Jesus, Neru Mihim on December 2020. Uh, Hide, uh, Hideki needs to stop huffing his own farts. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> if the farts is what makes a genius a genius, you should start packing the packaging that shit, Hideki, because I, I would be uh, on that like an oxygen tank. Like, I got a fucking COVID lung. I'd be huffing those farts all day. Absolutely. <laughs> if it means, uh, you know, success. <laughs> Another three stars by Turquoise Yoshi uh, on 27th of August in 2020. Hideki thinks he's fucking slick. But if we met out in the schoolyard, I could definitely fuck him up. I don't think there's many directors in these uh, movies that we watch that I don't feel like I could fight, at least a little bit. And I know you have a, a history of just wanting to battle, whatever, so. Well, yeah, but I have no, I mean, I can't understand why he wants to beat the shit out of Anno here. Um, I mean, people wanted to kill him, so it's either one or the other. Out in the schoolyard. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only place it's going Hey, happen. he might be, you know, into martial art and stuff. He better watch it there, Yoshi. Yeah. When you're that depressed, you usually pick up a trade or two. Uh, three stars by Evan Evan on October 2019. What if we kissed after we became one in the primordial soup? <laughs> Just kidding. Unless. 
And then it's in little parentheses. Uh, the TV ending is way better. Three stars for the visuals and a giant fuck you to the audience. Big fuck you to the audience. I mean, the way that this movie hits the mid part and has a credit scene, Otto was on some bullshit. This whole movie. Yeah, I, I obviously I don't know the whole history of this uh, movie or series, but I just <laughs> found that sort of weird. Yeah. Like, I think that's the first time I've watched an anime that had, you know, true live action in there. That was, yeah. I mean, they, he was all avant-garde on this one. Uh, three stars by Mork on July 2019. Hey, man, nice come. <laughs> I've been working at that one all week. Uh, another three stars by Mika Monenin on July 4th, 2019. The Michael Bay of Evangelion content. And I'm going to hit you with a, a right-of-way bay. Dad, do you think Michael Bay could direct this movie? Um, yeah, I probably could. I but, think I think so as well. Yeah. Whether it'd be good is a question. But. Yeah. Uh, three stars by Film is Boring on January 2018. Get in the fucking robot, which is a meme. I mean, they always tell Shinji, he's like, get in the fucking robot, Shinji. And everybody is uh, you know, pointing down at him, <laughs> yelling at him. Uh, three and a half stars by Snow on v- November 2020. This happened to my buddy, Eric. Really? This happened to your buddy, Eric? Which part? Getting the hot cum shot in her chest or fucking, you know, starting the end of the world? Again, a reference to somebody that we have no clue who you're talking to. Yeah. Please Eric, tag your whatever. Phone. You want to be on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if you really, if this really happened to you. This is a low, low point for us when we're inviting random people. people <laughs> From Letterboxd. Oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Whatever. He's never going to see this. Uh, and then the final review, three and a half stars by Adam J on September 4th, 2020. I'm going to be honest. I didn't get any of the message this movie was trying to convey, but Asuka and Misato are hot as fuck. It sounds like you do know what this movie is about, Adam J, and I think you're just being coy. I think at this point we just need to jump right into the, the shy the spotlight because there's there's a lot to bring up. Yeah. So Dad, what what would you like to shine your spotlight on? Well, I mean, what a way to start the movie. You got Shinji corralling the tadpoles. Corralling the tadpoles? Yeah. I've never even heard that euphemism before. Yeah. No, I I stole it from a Beavis and Butthead episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's an episode where there's like a doctor, Dr. Floss, and he's showing them all these uh, pictures, you know, like when a psychiatrist shows you these blots of ink or something, and uh-huh. then you're supposed to say, like, what does this mean to you? Uh-huh. And every time they look at one, all they can just, you know, imagine is somebody's masturbating. So they just keep saying things like, oh, auditioning the finger puppets. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, okay, what does this one have? Oh, having a tug of war with Cyclops. That's fucking funny. And then... Uh, there's the other one that's there. Oh, he's shining his helmet. <laughs> Is Beavis a butthead uh, an anime? Can we get to that? <laughs> that would be classic. Maybe one day. And um, I don't think he's that really that upset that he masturbated to uh, Asuka. Yeah? I think he just was you know, unable to really launch his load. It was just laying in his hand. And he probably wouldn't be able to partake in a um, bukkake. You're a sick fuck. <laughs> You're a sick fuck. He's mad that he didn't get to launch his load on this girl who's comatose. Uh, well, I mean, come on. In a bukkake, which involves a lot more than just one person. Yeah, I know, but he was trying to practice. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're wrong. Shinji probably would have loved to, uh, you know, shot some fucking rope, but. Well, what does he say after when he looks down at his hand? I'm so fucked up. I'm so fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, he was. Yeah. At least you're self-aware. Yeah. 
and uh, I was intrigued by the uh, religious symbolism. And the uh, the Spear of Longinus mm-hmm. had me going down this rabbit hole of religious artifacts, and uh, <laughs> I was just like shocked at the amount of relics that are tied to Jesus. And the one that the one of the most hilarious one is the Holy Prepuce. The better what? the prepuce, uh-huh. and it's better known as the holy foreskin. No fucking way. Yeah, somebody. I mean, I guess there's a bunch of churches that <laughs> say they possess Jesus's foreskin, and that it's you know has miraculous powers. What do you think? Do you think it's like, I don't know, flaky? Like, what do you think I is have just like no the, idea. foreskin at that point? I, they rolling it around in their fingers. I to have keep it no leaf. idea. That's I mean. Up. I think it's something everybody should make a pilgrimage for. <laughs> yeah, at least find your own foreskin. Hey, I'm going on vacation. Yeah, I'm going to see the holy foreskin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Euro trip, but trying to find the end of uh, Jesus' cock. Oh, Was man. there anything else you uh, wanted to inform us about the holy foreskin? No, that's it. No. I might bring it up later, though. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. I-, I would like to hear more about it. Yeah. It's probably the most important thing I've heard I today. think it's going to have an important place in this sequel in this podcast yeah <laughs> from this point forward uh i had a few spotlights i really just i think only had two yeah uh there's a little note that Anno leaves to the audience right at the beginning of episode 26 um is essentially thanking the staff and everybody involved and the the five women who helped bring this picture to its completion i saw that yeah in a movie that uh, has a lot to do with completion I, i'm glad he uh shouted out the girls who got him there um and then finally, just the fucking nutsack, the cones, the, the the testicular fortitude that it takes to be a filmmaker to make this movie and to make it the way that he did. Otto, Otto's a sick fuck. He's probably spitting in his wife's fucking mouth when they're making love. Like, oh, he is a nasty man. motherfucker for holy what he crap. did. Yeah, <laughs> holy crap. Yeah, holy crap. But yeah, that's about it. I just, I, I could not believe when I first saw this movie. I was like 19... On the precipice of falling in a very deep depression, I saw this movie and I'm just jaw on the floor. I continued to be an asshole to my roommates at that uh, point in time, but I was I was a changed man. <laughs> Did it change you for the better? Uh, I certainly masturbated from that point on a lot more. <laughs> I mean, that was just kind of the, the nature of how that's going to work out for me in terms, in terms uh... of curing depression. But <laughs> what was your uh, your takeaways, Dad? Is there any unintentional lessons you'd like to share? Yeah, I didn't have a lot of um, takeaways. Mm. Because most of the time I didn't know what the hell I was watching. Fair. But um, I think you could say that masturbation won't uh, necessarily help you with your self-esteem. <laughs> it all, it actually only makes it worse. Yeah. I've never jerked off and felt good about it. <laughs> no. And uh, I think Sinji found that out. And um, <clears throat> in the end, <clears throat> I think if you're a choke test is probably not the best way to test your reality. It's like, what is he doing choking? Oscar at the end. Yeah, I mean, that's how I wake up in the morning. I just <laughs> choke my dick, and I'm just like, am I back in the real world? Well, that's a whole different choke. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> in the way, it has the same intent. Yeah. You know, a neck is phallic enough. I'm sure that would probably bring some reality to you at some point. <laughs> yeah, if not an orgasm. <laughs> uh, I had a few takeaways, but not many. Um, if you're feeling down, try jerking off to something familiar. Maybe it's a picture of your old ex-girlfriend or maybe that teacher who gave you the eye that one day in a study hall. But ultimately, you should also do it with the consent. So I don't know if it's right for you to send a Facebook message or something to uh, 
ask someone if it's okay for you to jerk off to them, but at least you're doing it with uh, with good intent. Uh, another lesson is the quickest way to a girl's heart is through her chest. So to continue the... Uh, Only makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to continue the trend of people inserting their hands into other people's chests, I think uh, I think there's a love story at the end of that. At the very least, a beating heart. I think that's basically a trope of anime now. We... Yeah, I think it has to be on the Rushmore at some point. Like, yeah. best hand in the chest, yeah. and we'll have to get back to it. Because there's a lot of them. Yeah, we need to start writing these I down. mean, we've only done 14 episodes, and I think I've seen it four or five times. Everyone's just copying. Either fingers, hands, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe a foot needs to be the next thing. There has to be some other limb. <laughs> uh, I have two more. Nothing is not personal, and it's most likely caused by your mom and dad. So, uh, really, anything that's going on in your life, it's pretty easy for me to blame you. I, I wake up one morning and I uh, roll out of the wrong side of the bed. I'm like, my fucking dad <laughs> gave birth to me or not birth to me, inseminated my mom. But I'm always uh, I'm always looking to blame somebody close by at the very least. And then ultimately, moderation is key, even during an invasion. Uh, there's no need to drop an N2 mine when they're pretty much already about to take you in. So take that as you will. Yeah. We've uh, reached the question section of our podcast. It is, first off, three lies in a truth. You and got gonna, it. This is almost like one of those things where, like, how many pe- or how many days have gone by before or since an injury has happened? And I have to start clocking down how many, uh, how many times I say three lies or three truths of a lie instead. Yeah. See, you can't even say it wrong now. No, nah, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, I've practiced so hard. Uh, first entry. Following the anime's original TV run, in the wake of the studio's inability to finance the show after a string of sponsors dropped out funding, Studio Gainax sought out new investors in the hopes of creating a proper ending for the series. This culminated in the studio's 1996 promotional partnership with the American drink mix brand Tang, who was looking to expand marketing to the Asian market. Uh, the promotion would not only come to the influence, or would not only come to influence the color of the film's LCL, which is usually yellow in the show. Uh, but it would also have a, a special Evangelion edition orange-colored tang. Uh, second entry. Director Hideki Anno, considered to be a genius in his field, is nonetheless an eccentric. His most well-known quirk, as it manifests itself in the character of Rei Ayanami, is his adherence to a meat-only diet. In a now-infamous appearance on the Jordan Peterson podcast, while doing press for the limited theater run of Evangelion 3.0, Otto explained that he never felt the urge to eat anything else, and for that reason he gave this trait to Ray, who needs to eat meat to retain her human form. Entry number three. Although considered a serious technician and a master in his craft, director Otto is nonetheless a good sport about his work, even to the point of self-parody. The example being a special teleplay that Otto wrote and directed. It was uh, titled After the End, and the story is about the Neon Genesis Evangelion television show being renewed for another season due to high popularity. The only problem is that the cast has no script, and the voice recording has to be done immediately so that the show can air that evening. And then finally, our last entry, Neon Genesis Evangelion is known for its array of philosophical themes, but the psychosexual nature of the show's storytelling is maybe its most discussed characteristic and in no part to a confession made by the director in the wake of the film's 1997 release. For a period of seven and a half years, 
I was medically addicted to pornographic movies and pornographic images. This time in my life coincided with the production of Ava, and it influenced not only the work, but the rest of my life. It changed the way I thought about people. People became objects. People became body parts. They they become things to be used rather than people to be loved. Dad, off the coin flip, what do you think is a lie? Uh... I don't believe the uh, <clears throat> appearance on Jordan Peterson. I mm. I know of Jordan Peterson. I know that he does have a carnivore diet, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't see why he would have a Decchiano on the show. So I'm going to say that one is a uh, it's a lie. That is a lie. Uh, Decchiano is actually a very strict vegetarian, and uh, Ray. Is a, is a vegetarian in the show as well. So shout outs to all the vegetarians in the world, including right. myself. Yeah, I guess I I did read that about him, that mm-hmm. he was a vegetarian, so that should have been easy. Yeah, because <laughs> you really had to deliver <laughs> I only, Yeah, I only I only came in on the Jordan Peterson part of yeah, it. So yeah. Would Jordan Peterson have yeah. Hideki on no. the pod? Yeah. All right. Are you feeling strong about uh, any of the other entries? Or Yeah, the first one, I don't. I don't even think Tang. I don't. Even, I don't know when Tang went out of, out of you know, popularity. Mm-hmm. I mean, do they still sell Tang? Probably. I don't know. I haven't seen Tang in years. I mean, that was like when I was a kid. Feels like you can probably find that anywhere, or at least on Amazon. Is that your uh, final answer? Yes. That is also a lie. Uh, Tang is a very popular thing to call the LCL. You see it all the time uh, in discussion boards where like everyone turns into Tang. And that's just something that keeps coming up. So you kind of see where maybe my mind was going with that one. So now we are left with the uh, after the end teleplay and the uh, masturbation or excuse me, the medically addiction or medical addiction to pornographic movies. Hmm. After the end. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, The only pro no script. I'm going to say the pornographic stuff. I mean, seven and a half years, <laughs> medically addicted. <laughs> How do you get medically addicted? Do they strap you in a bed? Yeah, I mean, they give you a diagnosis. You go see a doctor and you fucking put on uh, Pornhub and you're like, do you want to watch this? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. And then they know. And they just strap you in, and they just keep pumping pornographic movies at you. Yeah, it's kind of like. Uh, uh, and if they orange. if they cut the cord, then you know you go into convulsions or yeah, something. Your fucking penis shrivels up. <laughs> that's what being medically I, uh, addicted. I think that's that's a lie. That's a lie. Dad, you are correct. Nice. You have won the coin flip, which right. feels pretty good. It is. Uh, yeah, after the end was just like a, a jokey little thing that they did at the end of the show. They had all the voice actors come and do this little skit that he wrote and I, apparently he even uh, appeared in it in himself uh for I, I didn't listen to the whole thing but and then the 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 medical addiction i just i thought that was funny uh, <laughs> I, I have well no... i picked on i picked up on that at the just when i looked at him like wait a minute medically <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i honestly like as i wrote it i was like it's too that's funny def- definitely a drew thing right there yeah, yeah. medically addicted to pornographic yeah. movies and images <laughs> Well, good job, Dad. We've uh, we've won the kickoff of the ball, and we're jumping right into where you paying attention. And there's a couple of changes we've uh, we've made to this category over 
the last few episodes and we, we've implemented a few rules to make this a little bit more of a, a gamification of this to this category but you know first things first we got a hot tweet from adam Schefter, and he's letting us know that colby limp nicky nicastro has been suspended indefinitely due to uh uh, an error made by a ref in our, our previous game where we were awarded a point for a question that we got wrong. And, uh, <laughs> and the NFL, right. we the did. N- <laughs> yeah, the NFL believes that I was paying off the refs to some capacity. So until there is a proper investigation of my, uh, of my doings on the field, Nicastro's going to have to sit like Brady, which is too bad. I can't believe there's actually truth in that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sucks. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but we do have uh, we have a backup. It's not going to be Cam Newton. It's not going to be Jarrett Stidham. Dad, would you like to tell us who your character is? Oh wow! Yeah, I'm Patrick Vanilla Taint <laughs> Erskine, the Slovenian Slinger. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! What's we are freaking story? going deep, man. The, the Patriots are just freaking searching the freaking <laughs> world. The Slovenians aren't even being freaking... Well, he's got an NFL history. Read his backstory. Uh, former first rounder, but now an NFL journeyman. Really? He's yeah. been in the league? Yeah, yeah. Who'd he play for prior? You'll, I mean, at least for Seattle. You'll see that. But <laughs> Seattle. Whose career was derailed after a C- oh, Seattle hooker blasted him on Instagram Live for not tipping well and said his butthole and grundle tasted like cooking vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick oh. Vanilla Tainerskine taking his first I don't know, snaps man. as a Patriot. There's a lot. That's that might be a stretch that the Patriots assign a man like this, but hey, whatever. We drafted a neo-Nazi. We, what are you talking about? They'd pull out a Vanilla Taint Erskine anytime. <laughs> vanilla Taint. <laughs> well, uh, we've received the ball. We've, I'm taking uh, a lot of shit in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. What up, Vanilla Taint? <laughs> A fact that a hooker would call you out on Instagram Live for having uh, maybe not like the worst tasting asshole is is maybe something to kind of bring up, but oh man, you know you still got to play football. You're at least good enough to be a journeyman and have the Slovenian slinger uh, attribution. So you you have at least some uh, credibility as a quarterback. So. To explain the rules, I that think I, uh, this definitely happens in a parallel universe. This is. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, the rebuild of the 2020 Patriots fucking season. Just to think that Patrick Ernstkine is our quarterback. I, I would love to see uh, Vanilla I would. Hey, I'm, I want to, yeah. How many years did we, uh, can we make the playoffs with Ernst, Ernstkine? <laughs> well, we got to get through the first game. All right, yeah. Uh, Let's just see if I can even get the ball down the field. <clears throat> yeah. And I do have a couple of rules uh, that I put in here. If you get one correct, it's a positive game. Uh, two straight is a touchdown. And three straight is another touchdown. Um, if you pick the wrong answer and it's a pick, it's a score by the opponent. So we've we got some competitive edge here. Oh, nice. So, uh, rule number two. You get question one and three correct and a half, it's only a field goal. But if you get question two and three correct, you have, a que- uh, you have an opportunity to score on the third question. All right. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. So first half. Uh, first question as well. Uh, what is Asuka's room number? In the hospital that she's staying at, is it A, three o three, B, four o one, C, two o nine, and D, one eleven? And there are corresponding plays that go with this, so mm-hmm. you could call it in the huddle. You're like, all right, what do I want? 
You're looking at a cover two defense. Right. Well, I know this one. You do? Yeah, because when we watched it, I was trying to pay attention to numbers, and mm-hmm. I remember this one. 303. 303 is correct. You hit that outside post to Jacoby Myers on the sideline for 25 yards. You are wow. moving along. We we have a chance to score almost. We're going down the field quick. Yeah. Uh, question number two. When Shinji nuts in his hand, how many fingers are covered in cum? Uh, <laughs> answer number one. Is it A, This should have been zero, but we'll talk about that later now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, B, three, C, four, or D, five. And you're you're looking at a cover three defense, and you got some slants, a PA stretch, a halfback screen, and a, a bird go route. Well, I can definitely say I do not know this, <clears throat> but... I'm going to say three. Three is correct. Whoa. Yeah, you got that PA stretch touchdown. You 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 hit Izzo in the slot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why he was in the slot. What a start. Yeah. Wow. I think this freaking rivals uh, Nicastro or whatever your name was. Yeah. Well, there's certainly. Limp uh, Nicky. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you don't have the flair. but I you're... mean, two freaking plays and I've already scored. You, you got some Fitz magic, at least in your butthole, maybe. <laughs> uh, third question right before halftime and a chance to score again. Uh, when Ritzko is inside the Magi, she runs a hand over what internal computing system? Is it A, Justine, B, Balthazar, C, Melchior, or D, Caspar? And uh, we're looking at a PA read, button hooks, a sweep left, or an inside right tackle run with a dime package look. What are you going with? Um, I'm thinking it's Casper because isn't that the her mother or something like that? I don't know what the hell. Yeah, I'm going to say D. That's another score. Whoa! Yeah. You actually faked the handoff to Damian Harris and fucking took it yourself. You were feeling it so hard that you wanted to prove yourself as the... Uh, I have never come out of the gate. Have I ever gotten every question right? Certainly not. <clears throat> no. It's because you didn't have a character. You didn't have somebody oh, you no. could inhabit yeah. uh, to get Vanilla taint. Yeah. <laughs> Love him. So we're, we're riding high coming out of halftime with a 14 to 0 look. And it, uh, it, it might get tougher here. The defense is definitely going to try to put you back. So first question of the second half. Once Asuka's Ava is disconnected from its umbilical cord, she is allotted how much time before her power runs out? Is it A, 10 minutes, B, 8 minutes, C, 5 minutes, or D, 3 minutes? And uh, it's looking like they're going to blitz. So we got a, a halfback screen. We have a hot route for Moncrief and Edelman Slanner. Myers on the cross. Um, I thought it was actually three and a half minutes, but I'm going to go, th- I'll say three minutes. Three minutes is incorrect. It was only a drop, and you still have a chance to, you know, score with the two and three. But it was actually five minutes in total, and she had three and a half minutes to, to finish the job at that point. Oh. Um, we, we, I mean, we're still in the lead. We haven't uh, thrown a pick or anything, so we're, we're still So I actually high. still completed a pass? Is that what you're saying? Myers cross? No, he dropped it. Oh. Yeah, there was nothing. Yeah, it's his fault, though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hit for him sure. in the numbers. <laughs> you were close <laughs> enough for it not to be your fault. Uh, excluding unit one. How many mass-produced Evangelions are used to form the Tree of Life? Is it A, 6, B, 7, C, 8, or D, 9? You're looking at a 4-3 cover 6 defense, and uh, Izzo's in the flat. Sony Michelle is on a wheel route. We got an out route for Gunner, 
And then we have a post for Nikhil Harry. It's 9D. <clears throat> Nikhil Harry gets a fucking post touchdown? Wow. Whoa. He's not getting that production. We with finally have used Harry for a long one. Yeah. To think that we should finally throw deep to the person that we drafted to run deep. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, we have a chance to uh, make this a blowout game. It's about to be uh, 21 to zip if we can punch this one in. Uh, final question. As third impact begins, we are shown a scene of Shinji as a child playing in a sandbox. In the narration accompanying the scene, Shinji says he plays a what instrument? Is it A, a violin? B, a cello? You're already putting your hands up. You know it. Is it C, centauri? Uh, or D, a harp? B, cello. You just QB sneaked in for a fucking <laughs> blowout victory, baby. Woo! Holy crap. Vanilla Taint no That's more. all. I just needed a new name. Yeah. You're Golden Taint now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> golden Taint. <laughs> you're feeling good. You're feeling good. You're, you're running off of the field. Maybe your uh, you're, your teammates are carrying you on their shoulder. We're going to throw you right Looks in the ice like bath. Looks like after the game, which is stripped to the, I mean, a trip to the strip bar. Yeah. The strip club or the whorehouse. It's really wherever you want to get your shit blasted. Uh, but we're hopping in that that cold ice bath. We're having a little bit more wine Gatorade. We're we're gonna play a little Would You Rather to uh, decompress after a nice, a perfect game. Really, I don't think you've ever had something like that. So I am shocked. Yeah, I am definitely celebrating tonight. Yeah, for sure. You're definitely going back to the strip club. Yeah, There's yeah. no way. You're still James. You'll see James Harden there and Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> it's gonna be a great time. <laughs> All right. First, Would You Rather, Dad? Would you rather have big glass doll eyes? Or huge fleshy white wings, and you can imagine it's just like you're a big brat's doll. Like essentially, when he's out on the playground, your eyes are at least halfway up your forehead. They look plastic and they're scary. Or you have to navigate through the world with these big, gross, fleshy wings. You look like a, an, an albino bat almost. Yeah, but can I fly? I'm gonna say no, because I never saw uh, Ray fly with her wings. So you just have them. They're all aesthetic. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. Because, I mean, if I could fly, that's a no-brainer. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's the easy way out. you got to live with your deformity. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with the with the glass doll eyes because, I mean, who wants to lug around a bunch of fleshy white wings? Yeah. I feel like with the continued uh, trend of them trying to make these uh, anime movies into real life having big glass having big glass doll eyes might actually get you in the casting call so that might be good for <laughs> your uh, your future outside of the NFL uh, question number two would you rather have a clit nose or vagina hands and uh, you can imagine this as I, I guess it would just be like one big clit on your nose like on your face so, so instead of your nose it's a, a completely functioning clit if you rub it a little too much I don't know Maybe you it's going to start to have a sneezing spasm. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Or vagina hands. That, you know, you just got some yeah. juicy pussies on your face. Yeah. <laughs> Masturbator's dream. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I think this one's easy because I don't want to have a clit nose because everyone's going to be like, hey, fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, a lot of the men would probably not even know what they're looking at, so you'd be probably fine. That's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, hey, I got no problem with having two vaginas on my hand. But I there's a lot of like there's wear... a lot to go into that, because, first of all, you're going to have to start wearing a lot of gloves. 
Yeah. Either that or every time you, you know, shake someone's hand, you're like in a business meeting. It's like, hey, uh, you know, Mr. Johnson, it's very nice to meet you. They take your hand. You're like, oh, yeah. And well, the <laughs> thing, yeah, but that's the thing. You can hide the hands. You're really going to have a hard time, you know. Yeah. Hiding the clit nose. Yeah. Well, at least only maybe 50 percent of the population. You, and then, of course, you look like a freak. So for sure. For sure. <clears throat> I, I mean, you know, it could always be a good time. You rub your hands together or you uh, flick your nose a little bit. It's all about getting off. <laughs> Speaking of getting off, uh, would you rather wake up every day to a hot cum shot alarm or every day your wife tries to strangle you and you can't leave her? So imagine a Shinji Ikari like figure on some sort of perch edging all night long and, you know, he'll he'll fire it off. But then he'll kind of look at you when you wake up and he shrugs. He's like, eh, it's a living kind of like the, the bird in the Flintstones. And then the other one is just, you know, mom straight to, tries to kill you. But you can stop her. She, she'll only do it once. But she might. <laughs> <laughs> once a day. Boy. Yeah, but she, okay, tries to strangle you, but doesn't kill you. If you can stop her. I think I would have to outfit myself with some kind of... Uh, you know, metal neck brace that would prevent. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> just like, like honey, I know I, you're going to do this tomorrow. Yeah, because she sort of must be doing it like in a, you know, she's out of her mind type of thing. She doesn't even know what she's doing. Like she's sleepwalking type of thing. Yeah. And uh, there's no way somebody's going to be sh- <laughs> shooting. <laughs> what a weird way to start your morning. Oh, no, that's that's horrible. Yeah. I, I can't imagine I would also... Um, want the hot cum shot alarm but i just like the image of you know like nah, I, said, I don't even like the image yeah 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 that's that's crazy every hour he just like fucking jerks a little bit more just to keep it uh, rigid oh, God. but <laughs> uh would you rather have one limb of your body eaten off by an animal or uh or you can choose actually the animal in the question or you have to be crucified for a week so they're gonna they're gonna nail you to the cross. Uh, they might even poke you with a you know a lance in the ribs, but you're gonna be stuck up there, wanting food, water, bleeding out of your hands and feet. Or you know you could choose not to have a leg by a shark or whatever well, f- thing. First things first, crucified for a week, you're gonna be dead. You think so? Yeah. Even if they're kind of giving you a little bit of water, like you know uh, raising up the cup to you. I don't know. I think that's you're not gonna last the week. Let's just and say if you, I have to, what, just uh, to say you do? Yeah, let's just say you do. Like, you would be crucified for a week. Or at least you can come back. <laughs> you're, you're resurrected. <laughs> you're trying to make it sound like it's not that bad. Like, oh, yeah, you'll be out in the sun, you know, yeah. you can get a tan. Yeah. Um, you dehydrate yourself, you get a six-pack. Crucifying is just a way to work out. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's why Jesus had a six-pack. I mean, in terms of getting something bitten off by an animal... I'd probably just go for like the pinky or something. It has to be a full limb. You can't just what? Fucking... That's sort of a limb. Isn't That's it? An, a phalange. Is a the phalange. difference? Yeah, it's not just a limb. Oh, so you're saying arm or a leg? Yeah, oh, of an man. animal of your uh, choosing. But you're saying I would somehow survive the crucifixion. You would survive the. Would animal I have like spikes put through my hands? Yeah, or or just tied to the cross? No, you'd get the whole. You get the whole ordeal. <laughs> They have spikes just for you. But I'm going to somehow survive it. For well, sure. if you're making a limb, I mean, I'll have to go with the crucifixion. Yeah. Because. I, I guess mean, at least you would live and yeah, you just have the stigmata. You know, yeah. 
<laughs> Stigmata. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe I gave you a cop-out with the living thing, yeah. but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, another would you Well, that was the whole thing. I mean, if I'm not... I mean, if you're going to die, I mean, you'd, just, you'd rather just take a you know, body part off. Yeah, that's true. Uh, would you rather have a cripplingly <clears throat> toxic relationship with your father? So... To the fact that he's like instigating it, like he fucking rings you up. He's like, David, you're a piece of garbage. Or, you know, he'll say it in a quiet voice like that uh, or something of those means. Or be edibly obsessed with your mom. So take that uh, as you will. You're, you're, <laughs> you could be, you're going to be thirsty for your mom. You're going to be yeah, a Yeah, but boy. the question is, who's your mom? It's your mother. <laughs> what are you talking no, about? No, no. I'm just, this is a hypothetical. You could have any mom. No. It it has edible. The Oedipal complex has to do specifically with uh, your own. All right. Well, that's... you can't just be like into milfs. That's not the fucking question. <laughs> either I, either I hate my dad or I want to fuck a milf. Uh, like, I that's thought not maybe the there there was a freaking you know there was a chance for you to get out of this yes, question exactly. unscathed. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, you're sort of like late crippling. Night. What do you mean by crippling? <laughs> like you're just like. Curled up in the fetal position because your dad hates you. Well, Shinji, that's Shinji's whole life, dude. He can barely stand it that his dad just doesn't want anything to do with him. Is that really the, the everything behind his problems? For sure, he has such a crazy bad relationship with. See, his dad. I don't know enough of the background of the movie to understand. The, yeah, uh, Gendo like straight up abandoned Shinji. The like, Shinji, you know, problems. Yeah, there's a lot. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, jeez. Uh, I guess I'll just have to go with the crippling toxic relationship. I'm You're not, not sending be... a late night text to your mom? No. Nah, so you nah. trying to let me come home tonight? <laughs> home being inside the womb. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think there's really any way that I would choose the uh, the Oedipal thing. I mean, unless it, it, we're taking the MILF route, and then it's just like, yeah, I'm into moms. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the, the toxic relationship would have to end this podcast, unfortunately. Uh, would you rather take six inches of a uh, lance up your ass every day for a vital reason, meaning some sort of suppository, let's say. Or there's no vital <laughs> <laughs> Or you try to knock out nine people in five minutes or you get eaten alive. Uh, oh my god. So either you gotta get fucked by your uh, your medicine or you gotta fight for your life. The killer that for the a vital reason. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to put that suppositor over your ass, but it's going to have to be with a six-inch lance. <laughs> Sorry. Not even the full lance, just the tip. Like, that's the problem. It's like the whole lance, but they only use the tip. I'm hoping that the lance is very skinny. It's like a turkey baster at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think I can knock out nine people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting eaten alive. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like some crazy, like <laughs> Walking Dead scenario or something. At least if there were zombies, maybe I'd have a chance. But nine people, oh, damn. Yeah, nine, nine fully functional adults. Uh, and you got to get five minutes, or they'll eat you. I guess you could say it's the zombie thing. I, I, I don't know how they would eat you alive afterwards. But... I'm just hoping I have a doctor who knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's uh, not poking any. Uh, Holes in your colon because you obviously I have other problems that it's so vital. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get fucked. <laughs> of the ass every day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, every day. Oh you have my to, god! I, mean, I think after a while, I'd probably just do myself because that just you could lube it up. You yeah, maybe actually, you know, you yeah, I don't know. A little ass play never killed yeah. nobody. You know, that's fine. Six <laughs> inches though, uh, you know that that could be tough. That's crazy. And then, uh, then finally, uh, our last: Would you rather? Uh, would you rather have your mother's soul live inside the thing you love the most? So imagine your mother's soul is taken from her and put into like a your driving or in your golf club, and she just lives in your golf club. Or you have to be trapped uh, trapped in a child's body uh, and essentially be fourteen forever. Um, and that comes with all the trappings. I mean, you're this is kind of like the the uh, the teenage emotion thing that I brought up, I believe, last week. Um, man, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Why do you you talk to your mother? So I mean, does she talk to you or something? You know? Yeah, like you come up to the the tee and you're just about to hit, and she's like, "David, I've had a tough day in a golf club. I just wanted to talk." <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. She's calling out to you if you leave the clubs outside. She's like, "It's cold outside. Let me in." Yeah, fourteen isn't that bad. Fourteen forever. Probably. I mean, so you're trapped. So you just never age yeah you're 14 well there's a thing in the the rebuild movies called the the curse of the evangelion where these characters don't age at all and they seem to be 14 forever um so yeah you you just be in a 14 year old's body i guess you could retain the mind that you have now but you know you're gonna have the same body control that you did then you're gonna be uh trying to essentially jerk off wherever you can (laughs) forever yeah i don't want to trap my mom's soul in something um especially something that i love <laughs> for her to make <laughs> whatever man i'm just you know be 14 yeah could be worse things could uh happen in your life yeah i guess that's just frustrating because like at some point like you're not mentally 14 obviously and you're just gonna be like i'm fucking almost 60 years old like i just want to be able to have a normal life <laughs> but uh <laughs> you're just too horny to fuck well well, you're immortal, though. You, you're 14 forever. Yeah, I guess. But also, maybe your dick hasn't grown as big as it's probably going to be at 14. Like, there's a lot of things. You're maybe not as tall as you're going to yeah. be. Like, That's no big deal. Whatever. Well, uh, I'm glad we've uh, essentially continued this parade outside. You know, we're, we're continuing the victories along. We're going to do a little Ghibli all grown up. And uh, I, I know you have quite the doozy. So what would you like to um, tell us about your, your sequel idea, Dad? You want me to go first? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. Oh my God! I just saw your, <laughs> your fucking document. <laughs> this is a novel. No, it's not that bad. Okay, <clears throat> so Sinji and um, Asuka. Uh-huh. I mean, they find themselves on. I guess this is New Earth, or I don't know what happens after. Yeah. Post third re- impact. Yes. Okay. After he like stops choking her, uh-huh. they try to make sense of uh, you know what's going on in this new world, and uh, suddenly they feel the ground start to shake. It's like, mm-hmm. and out of the mist appears what is most likely a T-Rex. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because in the third impact, what has happened is that all creatures that have existed have the ability to sort of re-exist. Because either your soul can come back, but also this weird thing where any kind of creature that inhabited Earth is somehow able to be yeah, nice. reincarnated, okay? Or at least, you know, re-exist. Uh-huh. So it also brings about like this weird hybrid forms and 
it brings about the age of the creatures foretold in fantasy novels. Oh, okay. So now we have orcs. Nice. Elves, ogres, Shrek. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just joking. A Shrek Evangelion yeah, crossover yeah. No, is what no, the no. internet needs. Yeah, he wasn't really shit. Animation. But anyways. <clears throat> so basically the, the the imagination of humans comes to life and it's a world, you know, similar to like the Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. Okay. And this is obviously going to create a lot of struggle amongst all these new races and so mm-hmm. forth. Of course. So Sinji and um Sinji. Uh, Os- Sinji? Shinji. Shinji. What'd I call him? Sinji. Sinj. <laughs> like he got yeah. burned. He got his hair's yeah. Yeah, toasted. He's a freak. But anyway. <laughs> Okay, they barely escape the T-Rex, but, you know, and they find refuge in a cage. And, I mean, a cage, a cave. Uh-huh. And uh, Sinji is um, con- uh, contacted by his mother in, his, okay. in his, like a dream. Yeah. You know, as they're sitting there, he's sleeping. Mm-hmm. And he's told that he must eliminate the tree of life because this tree of life is still, like, on Earth and it's creating all this new life, you know, or bringing back all this life back in, onto Earth. Okay. And um, it needs to be destroyed. And the only way to do this is to round up various relics that are attributed to Jesus. Now, he was really the original angel. Like, he was the first oh. one that came down, you know, and he was the God. He got, you know, the Spear of Destiny, which is the Spear of... Uh, Lines of Yes, exactly. Are you sure you haven't seen the show? Because <laughs> this feels like a plot. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, basically they have to round up anything that has traces of his DNA. So they got to round up the holy uh, prepus, you know, the holy foreskin. Beautiful. There's actually the holy umbilical cord. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this is, there's literally somebody thinks they have the umbilical cord of Jesus. So it's out there. surprise me. Yeah. And the crown of thorns, you know, the the thorn crown that Mm -hmm. Jesus had to wear when he was crucified. Mm -hmm. And the other uh, artifact that is needed is the holy grail. Okay. And, you know, being that there's really limited weapons to its disposal right now, because, you know, the earth is sort of just like destroyed and, you know, so basically he fashions himself a whip and he sort of becomes, you know, proficient with it. And you could probably guess where this is going. If this has anything to do with slavery, I'm scared. (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay. The whip. He's now Sinji is no longer that pathetic broken boy, and he becomes the Indiana Jones of the New Earth. The the real he actually changes his name to Shindy. <laughs> Shindiana, yeah, Shindiana Jones. I hate and um, Osaka also she receives her message in her dream, uh-huh. and she needs to you know retrieve the original spear of Longinus because mm-hmm. this was also another spear because. These spears are the only thing that can kill, you know, a god. And Jesus was technically like a god, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, and it was called the Spear of Destiny, okay? Because that's the only thing that's going to be able to pierce the tree of life and stop it from creating all these new life forms and bring balance to the world. Mm -hmm. So the spear is located in a tomb somewhere near the Arctic Circle. Okay. All right? And, of course, this is where um oscar needs to go and she's sort of now like the modern day laura croft of tomb raiders oh great (laughs) i can see that for her yeah yeah so she goes off she's got her own mission and everything so there's a belief that the tree of life must continue and you know and 
some of you know some people want it to continue because they think they're going to be able to harness the power. So you know they basically come to a whole bunch of resistance, and you know there's a whole mm-hmm. thing where they finally, but ultimately they prevail, and they bring the end of uh, the tree of life, mm-hmm. and the races live in harmony until the fourth impact. What starts fourth impact? Well, the, I guess we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> to be continued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of the the rebuilds. Yeah. Uh, Shindiana Jones was not how I thought that was going to go. As soon as I, I re- like I said, like I heard the whip, I'm like, oh crap. Like, what is he going to I thought say? the whip was going to be able to freaking tell you because that's, you know, yeah. Indiana Jones had the whip. Yeah. Well, the Holy Grail, I guess I, I picked up on. Like, yeah. There's a couple. Well, there was a Holy Grail, you know, Indiana Jones and the Holy Grail. So uh, you, you definitely outdid yourself. That's the most uh, elaborate <laughs> plot. The fact that you even maybe put Shrek in there is, uh, is a commendable and i'm really proud of you uh Uh, my i I don't think my uh sequel is ambitious as that one but obviously when they wait you know they start the end scene it's implied that shinji has been there for a while his mental state is kind of all over the place and obviously this manifests itself in him choking oscar uh but this doesn't last you know she she touches his cheek and expresses some form of compassion and uh they try to begin their life anew uh, they go out to the big ray head, they eat ray flesh, they boil the red water, uh, or red sea for some water, and they walk along the coastline in search of new arrivals from the LCL. Asuka, I mean, she's she's working with a lot right now. She's reasonably upset that the fact that not only is Shinji masturbated before her, but, you know, tried to strangle her. So she's a little traumatized and aloof, and uh, still trying to decide whether to trust the same person who let her get eaten alive. Uh, Shinji ultimately still acclimating to the existence that he sanctioned is having trouble with the loneliness of a world where uh, both people hate him. So he's fucking just taking walks alone, listening to nothing on his recorder, just trying to play, find a place to jerk off in peace because he's just trying to get through the apocalypse. Uh, this dynamic carries on for a little bit of time uh, up until Asuka and her injuries eventually get infected and Asuka is going to fall ill. Shinji essentially fighting his his largest impulse to run away in the opposite direction and beat his dick like a terrorist, he goes off searching through the ruins to find some sort of medicine or whatever he could use to help Asuka out. So he's traversing this new wasteland. He's walking along the beach. And Shinji makes a surprising, uh, Shinji makes a surprising discovery. There's actually another Shinji and another Asuka living on the beach close by. Horrified. Cannot fucking believe that he, he's seeing this right now and believing this is some manifestation of his fragile mental state. Shinji tries to run away, screaming, like, ah! Uh, but somebody knocks him out with a rock. And he's captured by another pair of Shinji and Asuka's. <laughs> so, you know, after he finally comes to, he wakes up in a cot, staring up at a, an unfamiliar ceiling of a teepee. Music is playing, drums. He can smell campfire and smoky ray flesh. Uh, he steps outside the teepee and sees that there's a whole tribe of Shinji and Asuka's and they're all, you know, hanging out, talking, having a drum circle. And he can see his own personal Asuka being taken care of because uh, he can see the eye patch. He's like, OK, that's mine. And uh, at the sight of this, I mean, Shinji's on the borderline of another nervous breakdown. He's ready to fucking get the heck out of there. But he's approached by a grizzled, bearded Shinji in a loincloth, just like all the other ones. They're all kind of got rags on. He's got this big scar on his face. You know, he's carrying a staff. And he's essentially the clan leader. And he steps forward and explains 
that this is actually a byproduct of the human instrument uh, human instrumentality project and that quantum ray didn't actually return them to earth but it's somewhat of a purgatory uh, inhabited by the oscas and the shinjis where all the different universes where the the project failed and they weren't able to achieve happiness so they're just stuck here until something happens. This sounds like uh, being John Malkovich. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, I, 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 it's got some influences. Uh, but naturally, naturally, Shinji is the only person who can fist this. And he's not only the first person, uh, the first Shinji, but, you know, he has to be the one who puts this right. So he started this whole thing by his wish. And now all these other uh, universes are kind of melting together and coming out through the, the LCL and... They're trying to fucking get back to their own world themselves. So they have to learn essentially to just love themselves. They, uh, you know, Shinji and Asuka are taught by the Shinji and Asuka's and uh, they're they're They travel essentially through the wasteland and try to find the, the old rusted unit one from one of the other Shinji's who I guess passed away or something. He's not using it, but they essentially have to both get into the robot and uh, use it in some way to summon the quantum ray to make another wish to save humanity. And now that they've, they've finally come to this point in their life where they're accepting everything and loving each other, uh, Shinji and Asuka pilot the Ava one last time and put things right. But wow. that, uh, that, that's, that's the best that I came up with, at least. Damn. Yeah. Parallel freaking Shinji universe. Yeah, I, I imagine... I, well, how it came to mind, there's an episode of Rick and Morty. It was like the Citadel. Uh, I can't remember the name. Stories from the Citadel. But everybody who lives there is either a Rick or a Morty. And the whole society is like based around <laughs> it. Just like the, the different universe uh, characters of it. So I imagine some Shinjis maybe have like a really big right arm from jerking off all the time. And <laughs> one of the Oscars is maybe just like, I don't even know. Uh, she She's more disfigured. Oh. But they're all they're all kind of unique in their own way. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad we've actually brought our A game this week. With yeah, this that that was interesting. That this seems more fitting for the whole um, Evangelion universe. That something like that could probably take place. Yeah. But I feel like Chuck Berry's cousin in uh, in uh, Back to the Future. He's just like Hollywood. Yeah. Or uh, Auto. <laughs> I got the sequel you're looking for. <laughs> Fucking put it up in the podcast. Uh, but could we really, you know, <clears throat> take that many Shinjis in a movie? You'd have to imagine some of them are brave. I know in the manga he's not as insufferable, but um, you know, hopefully, hopefully there's some disparity between them yeah. all being. A I guess bitch. you're seeing him at his lowest point, though, right? Or is he always sort of pathetic through the? He's pretty series? fucking pathetic oh, most okay. of the time. I mean, he he has his moments where he does his best, but you know, he's always bitching about his mom and dad, or mom or dad, or you know, combination of the both. <laughs> but like he's I got said, mommy and daddy issues—is that what it all comes down to? Is severely. Severely, which gets directly into our uh, our Rushmore, which, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. But we're, we're going to play a little bit of a, put them on the Rushmore. So number one, the insufferable character Rushmore. Does Shinji Akari beat out Jar Jar Binks in The Phantom Menace, the know-it-all on the Polar Express, Drop Dead Fred in Drop Dead Fred, or Napoleon Dynamite and Napoleon Dynamite. And then a couple honorable mentions. I have Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars, Lester Burnham in American Beauty, played by Kevin Spacey, uh, Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind, Mary Cor uh, excuse me, Mary Corleone in Godfather Part Three, Wendy Torrance in The Shining, and then Little Nicky in Little Nicky. So Dad, does Shinji Kari get onto the insufferable character Rushmore? Yeah, I think he does. 
Who would you take off? Um, the know-it-all and Polar Express. It's a little like blonde kid who's uh, just super annoying. I mean, yeah, no, I'll take him right off. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess that's fine. I, I really hate that character. I can't oh, express. I mean, every time I watched that movie as a kid, when I saw that kid, I was just like, I would beat the bricks off this motherfucker if I was on that train. But Shinji definitely deserves a spot. He's not going to beat out Jar Jar. I don't know if you've seen Drop the, Dead you Fred. You see, the, a lot of these are annoying, but they're not. I mean, Shinji brings it to a different level. I mean, he's annoying just because he's such a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and this uh, question, or excuse me, this Rushmore originally started as uh, Little Bitch Boys, but I, I just I couldn't find enough uh, examples to make it work yeah. in my mind. So this was the closest thing yeah. that came. Uh, Rushmore number two. The daddy issue, Rushmore. Does Shinji uh, beat out James Dean as Jim Stark in Rebel Without a Cause? Tom Cruise as TJ or Frank TJ Mackey in Magnolia, calling his dad a cocksucker or an asshole? I can't remember. Uh, Luke Skywalker in Star Wars or Tom Hiddleston as Loki in the MCU? And uh, a couple honorable mentions. I have Hiccup Horrendous Haddock in How to Train Your Dragon. Mike Myers in Austin Powers, uh, Austin Powers Gold Member when he sings Daddy Isn't There. Uh, Paltrow Stiller and Owen Wilson as Chaz Margot and Richie Tenenbaums in the Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Judd Nelson as John Benner in The Breakfast Club and Danny Torrance in The Shining. Dad, another Shinji category. He's making a strong push in that first one. Do you think he's getting onto the daddy issue? Yeah, well, I feel like these <clears throat> these categories are custom made for Shinji. So. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm inclined to put him on there. Who do you think you're going to pull? Who are you going to chip off the Rushmore with your bare hands? Well, I'm not going to take Luke, because that's sort of a classic. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it'd either be Tom Cruise or Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. I don't remember that. I remember Loki. Yeah. He has a, I mean, it's just... He has a thing with Odin, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take him off. I think that's fair. Hiddleston can take a step back, uh, and Shinji is uh, gonna really, you know, shine in the light of these Rushmore. So congratulations to you, Shinji. Uh, <laughs> He's making a strong play this week. For... Yeah, Tom Hiddleston can fuck off, but Shinji of is. Of course, gonna... these are not the most. Um, uh, what do I want to say? These difficult. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, these are not flattering Rushmores. Oh, no. I mean, I, I think Shinji is happy to get any sort of attention. So to even call him a little bitch is to uh, essentially feed the beast inside him. Uh, next up, the mommy <laughs> issue Rushmore. Does Asuka beat out Marty McFly in Back to the Future? Norman Bates in Psycho? Spissy, uh, Spissy. Sissy Spacek is Carrie White and Carrie. And Gaborni Sidibi, or Sidibi, yeah, as Precious and Precious. And I have uh, just a couple honorable mentions. Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars. Mark Wahlberg as Dirk Diggler in Boogie Nights. And uh, Diana Scarwind as Christina Crawford in, I think it's Mommy Dearest. Or Joan Crawford is his mom. Yeah. The mom. And honestly, that that maybe should have been uh, on the Rushmore, but I haven't seen that movie. The... Which Diana one? Carwin as uh, Christina Crawford. Yeah, I, it's up, funny that you ass. said that because I was actually thinking the same thing. I did see the movie. We make, maybe could shuffle that around. I mean, Marty didn't have too much of an issue. He just wanted to bang her. So 
the Oedipal Complex comes back. Because there's that scene, no more metal hangers in there, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's sort of. So let's put Diana up there, take Marty down. It's still the question stands. Does Oscar have a chance? Mark, Mark Bulba, Wahlberg is Dirk Diggler, like in Boogie Nights. Yeah. He's still... I could do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a star. <laughs> I'm a large dick. Yeah, that was in the... <laughs> Cut from the, uh, the the script. Oh man, um, who does he have more issues with, Daddy or Mommy? Oscar. Yeah. Uh, oh, def- Oscar. Yeah, it's not Shinji. It's Oscar. Oscar has uh, probably more prevalent mother issues, and these in this movie. <clears throat> See, that didn't. Um, I didn't get that in watching the film, so. It's hard for me to uh, mm-hmm. put her up there. If you can imagine as bad that Shinji has with Gendo, it's essentially the same with uh, Asuka and her mom. Asuka's mom asked Asuka to kill herself with her. They wanted to die together. Yeah. Because I think some of the honorable mentions could definitely... Because I, I think Marty McFly could come down. Yeah. Well, that's what... We were moving that for Diana uh, to get up there. Yeah. Scarwood. Okay. Um, it's that, okay if she doesn't make it. I mean, this is all subjective. I don't remember. I I I, re- I think I watched that movie, Precious, but uh-huh. I don't remember the uh, the dynamic. The, yeah, between the mom. It's not good. Her. No, it's not <laughs> no, good. Certainly not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have enough information. I'm I'm, I'm gonna pass on this one. Okay, we're going to leave this, uh, I guess, up to the developers to decide whether to put fucking Asuka up on the rush. What is your uh, take? Asuka, I mean, Asuka has some pretty bad mommy issues. I, I, I would probably put her up there. Like I said, I would probably take maybe Norman Bates off. Uh, well, I don't really know. He dresses up as his mom. It, this is a hard category for Asuka to break through because Norman Bates is a serial killer. Space, uh, yeah, Space Egg is a serial killer. You know, Precious is, uh, you don't want to say anything bad about Precious. Yeah, well, that's the thing. This is this is a tough category. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of mummy issues right here. Who knew that that would have been one of the tough ones? Yeah. Uh, this is actually another Oscar question, so maybe we can get her in here. Uh, the action girl Rushmore. Does Oscar beat out Chloe Grace Moretz as Hit Girl in Kick-Ass, Saoirse Ronan as Hannah in the movie Hannah, Charlize Theron as Lorraine Broughton in Atomic Blonde, and uh, carry on, uh, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity in The Matrix. And a few honorable mentions. Honestly, Uma Thurman as Beatrix Kiddo seems to show up all the time in these. And I, I just wanted to give someone else a chance to be on the top. She has like several Rushmores where she's on it. So I have her there. Uh, Kate Beckinsale as Celine in Underworld. Marion Ravenwood in Indiana Jones. Eowyn in Lord of the Rings. Charlize Theron as Impersonator Furiosa in uh, Fury Road. Miss Piggy from time to time in the Muppets movies. Keira Knightley as Elizabeth Elizabeth Swan in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. And a lemon, uh, a lemony. <laughs> uh, Emily Browning in Sucker Punch. Does Asuka get on to the best action girl Rushmore? Beating the shit out of those Ava series Evangelions. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to put her up there. I mean... Who do you think you'd pull? Um, (laughs) 
some of these I don't know, so it's hard. Yeah. I mean, you could just pull off whatever. I mean, to be uh, chastised for your choices at this point, is it's, it's pretty low stakes. <laughs> I don't think anyone is going to say anything. Let's take off uh, Maritz, Chloe Maritz, Grace Sorry, Maritz. Sorry, Chloe. Not uh, not not. Wasn't kick ass sort of like they were, you know, want to be superheroes. superheroes. That was the premise for sure. But I mean, Chloe did kind of kick ass in that movie, so did she? I guess it's fitting. But Oscar, I mean Oscar. Yeah, but she didn't take down a. Yeah, she didn't pilot a giant yeah, robot. Yeah. Uh, our next Rushmore. The Evil Plan Rushmore. <laughs> Does the Human Instrumentality Project beat out Thanos' plan to wipe out half of the universe to uh, enact some sort of balance? Palpatine's plan to overthrow the Republic? Uh, the development of Skynet or John Doe's Seven Deadly Sins and um, Seven? And a few honorable mentions. Mandius destroying New York to prevent nuclear holocaust and Watchmen. Dr. Evil wanting to hold the world hostage for $1 million with a warhead. Uh, Amy Dunn framing Nick in Gone Girl. Scar killing Mufasa in The Lion King. Dr. No nuking Fort Knox to devalue American gold and Goldfinger. And uh, Hans Gruber's invasion of Nakatomi Plaza and Die Hard. Dad does the Human Instrumentality Project. Is that evil enough for you? Yeah, that's pretty evil. To just strip everyone of their their souls yeah. <laughs> right away. <laughs> it doesn't get any more evil than that. Um, and I would take off Palpatine's plan to overthrow the Republic because that's just a government thing. He did. I mean, he 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 executed Order sixty six, so he killed out most of the Jedi Order right then. But obviously, you know, well, I'm not saying that everybody died because of him. But yeah. we're also talking about the human yeah. <laughs> instrumentality. Instrumentality. Yeah. Project. Yeah, that basically wipes everyone out. So, I guess uh, yeah, the the scale is a little bit different. Yeah. Well, we're, we've reached the last uh, Rushmore. It's the best big robot Rushmore. Does Unit One, the the Devil himself, beat out the Iron Giant and the Iron Giant, Gypsy Danger, uh, one of the Jaegers in Pacific Rim, Optimus Prime in Transformers, and Mecha Godzilla and Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, and a few honorable mentions: Adam in Real Steel. Mega Maid in Spaceballs, uh, the Mega Zord in Power Rangers, and the Hulkbusters in, uh, I believe, Age of Ultron. Um, wow, they're doing they're doing well in the uh, the Rushmores because I think I could put it up there. Yeah, this movie. I mean, this movie tops a lot for me, but I think also I mean, at least in the Rushmores that you've brought to light. So, yeah, um, <laughs> did my best. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, that's badass. Who are you trying to pull? I don't remember the Mega Godzilla. It's just like a big silver Godzilla. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of Godzilla, so just rip them down. Okay. Interestingly enough, Hidekiano actually directed a uh, Godzilla movie in between uh, Evangelion 2.0 and 3.0, I guess. Did no, he direct it was 3. another? He directed another movie too. It was called. It was something about um, art and pop, or art pop, or something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, some pop. It's sort of about teen, you know, girls, sugar daddy type thing, prostitutes. Oh wow! I don't know what you're talking about. I yeah. don't know the actual fucking. Plot no, that was that you had the movie right. I I don't remember the movie, but I I saw it. What? It's about prostitutes. 
Yeah, it's about young girls that you know, perf- you know, do favors or get paid by older men or something like. I guess it's something. Uh-huh. There's, you know, it's pop. I don't want to say it's popular. I don't know, but it's. It sounds like Patrick's favorite movie. <laughs> Concerning the hookers involved. Yeah. Uh, Dad, I, I'm I'm looking at your your choices here, and I, I'm I'm. I'm pretty impressed. I'm feeling good about what you got so far, but we're gonna do a, a live action Netflix recast. Oh really? You're already approving my. Uh, well, granted, I I really only saw your first pick, but I I just <laughs> wanted to give you uh, some comeuppance there. Uh, who did you have as your director? Um, I was thinking the the Wachowski sisters. I think that's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, if you remember in the Matrix, that had a lot of religious um, symbolism in it too, mm-hmm. and that's what sort of brought them to mind. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and of course, you know, they can do all the action and that kind of stuff. I mean, it just seems like they could do this justice. Yeah. The Wachowski sisters should be at least in the top five people called or something like this. Uh, For me, the director, it's really hard to take it away from Mono. It feels like this project is so particular and uh, personal to him that even if he doesn't have too many uh, live action credits, I I would like to see his hand at it. Uh, but also I was considering Jordan Peele because Jordan Peele is a name that was floated out for Akira. And in some ways, this is kind of like a horror movie. Like the, a lot of there's a lot of body horror, a lot of mind fuckery. I feel really? like maybe Jordan Peele. Yeah. He, he was did. actually considered for Akira. Apparently he walked away from the project. Really? So, uh, Maybe he would uh, want to try his uh, his artistry with a different sort of anime, and maybe Evangelion is the one for him. Whether that's really the case is uh, up for debate. But nonetheless, we are looking to cast the brand new Shinji because the one we already have is not doing it for us. So, Dad, who is your Shinji Akari? Noah Schnapp. Noah Schnapp. And he was in what? Stranger Things? Stranger Things, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I Just looking at this picture that you put up here... Uh, I don't think that's a bad choice. I mean, I have a limited, um, you know. Well, he fits the age category, and that's what I was trying to go for. Yeah. Too, and yeah, he definitely has that, you know, thin, young kid look. Yeah. Prepubescent yeah. at the very least. Hopefully, he's not as pathetic as Shinji in real life. But yeah, you know. well, <laughs> I guess you'll have to figure that out in the the casting room. <laughs> I had, uh, as I usually do, I I try to pick a couple different ones just to have uh, some range. Uh, I had Gabriel Bateman as a possibility, um, who was in Child's Play, Think Like a Dog with uh, Megan Fox, and Unhinged with Russell Crowe. And just from his filmography, it feels like this is a a pretty apt uh, three-movie lineup to be an Evangelion pilot. Uh, But ultimately, I came kind of randomly to this actor. It was uh, Nam De Room who is a South Korean actor. He's best known for Beautiful World. I think he's just got that Shinji face. Like, I have this this picture up, and I... Yeah, no. I can just see it in my mind. See, I, I like that you sprinkled in some Asian actors. I didn't do a lot of that. Well, I, I definitely... Uh, that was my first choice every time. I always tried yeah. to find uh, the, the correct ethnicity yeah. for these characters, and then anything else was kind I of I just whatever. didn't have enough patience to uh, on this one to... Yeah, <laughs> scour the Asian actor. Well, I don't even think you kind of knew what was going on most of the time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, probably one of the only actual Caucasian characters in the show. Who is your Oscar Langley Soryu? 
Oh, so she's she's German. Oh. Um, Sadie Sink. She's also uh, return strange. of Sadie Sink. Yeah. After getting the call for uh, Misty in the previous week. Yeah. Love that. I love that she's just getting a lot of work out of like Stranger Things. That seems to be like our our. In the same way that uh, college football teams like I don't know Texas how I always start looking at Stranger Things for all because there's a bunch of young actors there and yeah. they're well known, so they they come to mind quickly. It's the 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 blue chipper crop. We're just trying to get the best. And it helps of the, that she has red hair. It's almost like it needs to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> she almost needs to have red hair. Uh, I I actually picked uh, one redhead and one blonde, but I have a picture of her as a redhead. I had um, Elle Fanning as one of them. I, I kind of like this pick. Elle Fanning uh, would probably be able to capture the... Uh, no, I like that pick a lot. I, I'd like to see that. Yeah. I also, I, I brought back Sophia Lillis, who is actually my, my preferential pick. Um, I think just like when I picked her for Nausicaa, which interestingly enough, I had mentioned before that Hidekiano had worked on Nausicaa. So, uh, you know, the connective tissue is there. And I, I'm trying to put Sophia Lillis in the, this big anime robot. And I want to see her cry. I want to see what happens. Who uh who did you have as your Ray Ayanami? Yeah, um this one I had a hard time, but it was difficult for me too. Yeah. I uh I tend to uh I like Kiernan Shipka. Kiernan Shipka. Yeah, she was in uh Mad Men. She's in Sabrina. Okay. In Netflix. That's a good pick. I mean, I'm looking at her now like I that had even She's run just a mind. good young actress and um yeah. Ray is pretty lifeless, but hopefully she'll be able to capture that. Yeah. She doesn't have a, a lot of dialogue in this movie. But. No. It's mostly about being naked. Her and, arm uh, falls off or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Akari needs me. Uh, I had... Um, she gets a hand through her heart. Yeah, that's tough. And, and then it walking around naked. Yeah. I mean, when you're a clone, why, you really have no sort of... Is that the whole... I mean, why don't they clothe her? Uh, uh, I mean, I guess whatever sort of uh, combination of, you know, Gendo uh, with Adam needed her to be naked. I, I, I would have to talk to Anno himself as to why Ray couldn't at least have like some sort of robe on. Um, but I digress. <laughs> uh, I had a few picks. Um, you know, the Internet actually had proposition Saoirse Ronan. And I had so butchered this on the uh, the thing that it was typed as psoriasis Ronin, but I'm going to just keep it there. Psoriasis. Uh, but yeah, Saoirse was uh, suggested. I also had Anya Taylor-Joy and Florence Pugh. And everyone knows at this point that Florence Pugh is uh, my number one. But if I'm really going to pick this role, I'm looking at Lou Ife, who I had used uh, before in a different movie that I can't remember, but she was Mulan. And if we're pairing her up with... Uh, Namde Room, I I think that's a solid pair because yeah. technically they're in some ways related. I mean, Ray is borderline her mom, his mom, yeah. since it's a clone. No, out of all your picks, I like that one the best. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm we glad to uh, sprinkle in some Asian yeah. actors for sure. I'm glad Lou is 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 finding her place yeah. in this podcast. Uh, who did you have as your Misato Katsuragi? Uh, Victoria Loki. Okay. Another and, crazy rich Asians like yeah, you have a you have some hot spots. It's just like Stranger <laughs> Things, crazy rich Asians, uh, <laughs> any I Michael know. Bay movie. I definitely those are my go tos first. But um, yeah, I think she. I mean, I don't know if what her acting is like, but yeah, 
Physically, I mean, yeah, I can see it happen and throw yeah. some purple dye in there. She has to sort of be badass, too. For sure. I mean, yeah. if she's gunned down people. Uh, I had a couple of options. I had Arden Cho, who is uh, best known probably for Teen Wolf. Uh, Riley Keough. I, I fucking just don't know how to say her last name. Yeah, that uh, sounds right. You know, I had this really kind of... This one. I had some. What the I, hell? In the picture you got. <laughs> Listen, I had I had some weed brain thoughts, and this show is definitely about trauma and people trying to uh, get over their issues and and start a new being. And the fact that Amanda Bynes might get a a, a drunk casting call <laughs> from uh, the director is was a, a pretty immediate possibility in my mind, which plays kind of in my Ritzko as well, but. I mean, Amanda Bynes has a face tattoo now, so I don't know if she's going to... What happened to Amanda? She just loved Drake too much. That's really what it came down to. Is that what it what happened? Yeah, Drake put her down. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I, I actually had one pick that I was really fond of, and it was Phoebe Waller-Bridge, which might not be the most conventional pick, but I think there's a combination of like humor, uh, darkness. Phoebe Waller-Bridge brings a lot to the table, especially in you know her work in Fleabag. So as Misato, I can see it happening. I can see her making some fucking decisions under a few uh, cases mm, of beer. I don't think so. Tough. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm not pitching this. I one. don't mind, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's, I think we're that's a stretch. I Maybe mean, the internet would let me know. Uh, next, we got Ritsko. after the fact that you actually put a band of binds down here. Like... Well, like I said, you're gonna have to see my Ritsko. <laughs> but who is yours? Um, I had, yeah, Claire Danes. Claire Danes is fine. And she might be a little on the older side, but I don't know. Anybody can work here. Not anybody, but. (laughs) Anybody can come to nerve. I mean, she's only got, at least in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Ritsko, I mean, Claire Danes has some, some crazy energy in Homeland, and, uh, I think she She could could bring that at the finale. Yeah, she can bring that, you know, female hacker computer. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that what she sort of was? She, I mean, she was like the lead scientist in the nerve oh. uh, thing, but she was uh, denigrated. She was actually gangbanged by Sele. What? <laughs> That's the, I mean, that it's implied. See, the thing is, is I really have to watch this series now because there's, you know, I'm missing out on a lot. Yeah. Here. Pen Pen's a pilot. The Sele uh, uh, monoliths are fucking Ritzko. It, it's a pretty crazy show. Yeah. You what should... are those monoliths about? I think those are just holograms. Uh, I think they're just like non-physical representations of the people talking. Yeah. Uh, for my Ritzko, I had uh, a couple picks. I had Mia Wasikowska, uh, who was in that one movie with that guy from fucking Girls. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was based on a Japanese novel. Um, also, Evan Rachel Wood was another option, which I probably liked a little bit more. And honestly, if we're going to cast Amanda Bynes and this show is really going to be about getting over your trauma, I'm going to have to give Lindsay Lohan a call. I feel like she at least needs a, a chance to redeem herself in the eyes of Hollywood after putting out such bangers as Herbie and uh, Freaky Friday. So Evangelion might be for her. I used to really like Lindsay Lohan. And I... It's as a, sad. Yeah. As a man who married a redhead, I, I'm sure you yeah. absolutely love Lindsay. Uh, ultimately, though, I, I kind of decided on Rinko Kikuchi who has a similar name, Rinko Ritzko, but she was uh, actually in Pacific Rim, which uh, is, you know, Evangelion tangential. So mm. Yeah, I, I, think, I like that one. I think that would work for me. 
Uh, you're fucking Gendo. <laughs> Who is your Gendo Akari, Dad? You know, I'm reaching out to Johnny Depp. Uh-huh. You're giving you know, him a ring. I, yeah, I'm feeling bad for him. Why? Because he's a wine lover. I don't know if I mean obviously I I mean I don't know if he really beat the crap out of his wife there, but yeah, well that that that's a complicated situation. Amber Heard had uh, some complicity, I believe, is what the uh, general knowledge is. I I feel like yeah, Johnny's gonna go into a a deep depression, and uh, he needs he needs something. Yeah, to be uh, abusive in another role. That's really I'm you know I'm. Putting my hand like Johnny, come on over to you know you and uh, Scott Atkins. Yeah, you're fucking. You see him at the end of the bar. It's like, <laughs> Mr. Depp, come on over. You're looking depressed over there. Yeah, hey, I, see, I got a bottle of wine. Come here. Yeah, I see you're rolling your fifth split, <laughs> split of being here. Uh, my first pick for Gendo was purely based on looks alone. Michael Shannon came to mind uh, when I saw Gendo Akari and. I have this picture of him as Zod in um, Man of Steel. And I, I think that would be pretty comparable. Michael Shannon has uh, a lot of intensity, and Gendo is just nothing but you know stern eyes and a furrowed brow. So I, I think Michael Shannon would be able to step in. But the, the pick that I liked the most was uh, Hiroyuki Sonata, who was in 47 Ronin and the Last Samurai. And from this picture alone, he just kind of looks like Gendo. Like he's got his hair mm. slicked back, got the glasses, got a little facial hair. Mostly it's the the chin strap beard that I'm looking for. Yeah. And uh Mr. No, he works. Yeah, Mr. Sonata seemed to work that out for me. So you didn't like my Johnny Depp pick? Johnny Depp is fine. I I think Johnny Depp has the abusive energy needed to play Gendo Akari. <laughs> uh so, <laughs> we're we're also gonna be picking uh Gendo's right hand man, Kozo Fiyutsky. Who did you have as your Fiyutsky dad? I had Billy Bob Thornton. I, I don't hate this pick. I really don't. I think uh Billy Bob might be bald at this point. I don't know. He might have to put yeah. a wig on to get that that fresh silver fox slick back that Fiyutsi's yeah. got going on. But uh, it's not a bad pick. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I had uh, Francois Chow, who was in Lost. Peter Capaldi, uh, Doctor Who. Alan Ruck was another consideration, who was uh, in Succession, and obviously he was in um, Ferris Bueller. But I had, a, I had kind of a gender-bender twist because... Uh, Evangelion is definitely a show uh, kind of blending the, the, the walls between gender. And I like Sandra Oh as a possibility. I think she's kind of, I, I mean, she might be a little younger than Fuyutsuki, but she was in Killing Eve, Grey's Anatomy. I think we need some more females around for sure. And I think Fuyutsuki would be a, a good place for Sandra Oh to step in. Yeah, well, I'm cool with that. And uh, I don't know if you did pick a No, I, you know, I forgot. Yeah, I, it's fine. I, really, this pick is... Because I don't even remember this character. He he appeared really essentially in the last episode when everything is going to shit, and I had kind of explained who Kaoru was. Does but he appear like in a flashback or something? He appears during Human Instrumentality. He stands next to Ray, like as a, or he transitions into Ray almost. But um, I had a uh, Hunter Schaefer as actually Kaoru to continue the uh, the gender uh, switch that we had with Sandra O. Oh. It would be our first transgender actually casting. And uh, I know there's some symbolic value of having Kaoru being a man uh, in contrast to the women of the show, but I, I, I would like to see Hunter get a little bit more work out of uh, Euphoria to, uh, <laughs> Sweet. to keep it going. All right. Good pick. Well, we've, uh, 
We fit that last call, Dad. The the bartender's sick of us. Johnny Depp smells like fucking, you know. <laughs> the weed and, <laughs> weed and uh, tobacco smoke. We've drank a couple bottles of wine. He's asking us to leave. But ultimately, we still got some questions for the drink. I don't even think he came over to the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we fucking tried to wave him over. He gave us the finger. Yeah. Uh, did you have any questions for the director? Um, <laughs> do I have any questions? I think that's sort of an understatement. For sure. I mean, obviously you've cleared up a lot for me. Uh-huh. And uh, so I won't. Uh, As the resident the Evangelion scholar of this family. Because I, I was questioning why they put in the, you know, the, the live action stuff. I mean, what was he, what do you think he was trying to? I think it's, ins- I mean, I think Ray says this is just a reality where you don't exist is what it uh, ultimately comes out to. And I mean, at that point in the movie, Shinji is trying out a different, a uh, couple different realities to see what fits for him. Cause he's just trying to, uh, yeah, live but in a when they're showing pain. the theater, oh, so that's part of the, you know, yeah. Okay. I guess that's what they're saying. I mean, uh, you know, obviously there's the, the dual meaning of what Ano is trying to say versus what it means for the characters. And, you know, uh, like I said, you'd have to talk to Mr. Mr. Hideki Otto himself. <laughs> And I mean, I only had one question as well. It was ultimately just who threw the lance of Longinus at Asuka, who, uh, who ended up piercing her fucking head, because all the the Evangelion units are disabled at that moment in time. Mm. So I, I'm curious as to see. Uh, I thought like somehow it just like it activated by itself or something. That is also a possibility. I don't really know. Considering the real lance of Longinus just shot down from the moon and uh yeah injected into shinji so it, it could have just been one of those things where they're like homer homing seeking uh yeah. launch of this yeah but you know regardless uh dad we we've hit notes and errata is there is there anything you want to apologize before uh apologize for aside from me just not being able to speak this episode <laughs> i've had one glass of wine i know always. we haven't even really imbibed in a large amount of wine on this one but, yeah um no I can't think. What the heck? I think we were pretty nice this episode for yeah. the most part. Yeah, there was a lot of jerk off jokes. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I'm I'm, not, I'm trying to even think back to the previous episode on Pokemon. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. Like, oh, you just dropped the spoiler that we did Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> in the previous episode. <laughs> it hasn't even been out yet. Ah, well, I mean, this won't be out either. We're not going to no. post this one. That's true. Wow. Oh, that's true. By the time they listen to this one, they would have known. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To give anyone context, we're kind of recording these uh, in a little bit of a a backwards thing. It's uh, January 3rd right now. So this is probably going to come out after. It was supposed to happen on Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, funny enough. Holidays got in the way. Yeah. I mean, the fact that this movie takes place on January 1st, we really would have loved to get it out then. But it's looking like this is probably going to be the 15th. So if that's the day, then my math is correct and I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Yeah. Didn't you tell me that this supposedly the date, was it the date of the mo- the, the events of the movie on January 1st? Is that what you told me? End of Evangelion takes place on like, uh, yeah, December 31st to like the first of the year. Like it happens like in that time frame. So they start the new, they, they drop the ball and they start a new world. All right. It's, it's pretty succinct. Well, it's only fitting that we did it at this, at this time. Yeah. I, I try to plan all this stuff out. <laughs> Whether I let you know is, is kind of besides the point. Dad, what would you like to give your wine rating for our, uh, a boggle wine? Um, I'm going to give it, um, I liked it. 
another good one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say four out of five um, lances of Longinus. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll also keep the four. I'll do uh, four come. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'll give it four come covered fingers out of five. <laughs> Thanks, Boggle, for making a great wine. Yes. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, just like always, we have no idea what we're doing and don't know what we're going to do yet, but we'll figure out and hopefully we uh, make something okay. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, don't drink a drive. <laughs> <laughs>